Welcome to Board Box Extras. Our goal is to share the best of blockchain gaming with our community, matching great players with great games that they'll love. To learn more about Boardbox and our partners, go to boardbox.io and grab a Boardbox NFT to join our private community of gamers. All right, let's click the start button and get to it. There we are, Friday, talking games. We're talking about Cross the Ages. We're chatting with Mr. Sammy. Thank you for joining so much. Always exciting to chat with you. Thanks, for everybody, for joining in. We're going to record this uh, conversation. It'll get a lot of listens. Um, of course, after the fact, thank you for everybody who joined live. Please do share this with your friends. Bring others to join. Um, I really wanted to dive deep into Cross the Ages today, talk a little bit more about board box. So that's what we're here for. Um, Sammy, how are you? How are you tonight? I'm great. Thank you very much. I'm super happy to be here with you today. Friday night, and uh, yeah, waiting for people from the community to join and like to to make like this uh, great EMA. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we can start off with some of the basics um, while we're waiting for, for for people to join, and um, I think you know a good place to start would be for people to get to know you a little bit better, and and perhaps kind of you know for you to talk about the origin of the project, and. Um, you know, I'll, I'll do the same. It'd be, it'll be nice. It'll be kind of a, a collaborative discussion. Talk, we'll talk about your project. We'll talk about mine. We'll go back and forth. And uh, I think it'd be great to get people up on stage as well to just ask questions uh, of both of us. So um, if that sounds good, you, you want to do a, a quick introduction uh, for yourself and for Cross the Ages? Uh, I like to first. Oh, you get, you're going to push the All right, first. cool. <laughs> uh, so on my end, uh, for anybody who doesn't know me yet, uh, I go by board Elon Musk on Twitter. Uh, I've existed for nine years as this uh, virtual character, um, but more importantly, um, I spent uh, over a decade in video games working on some of the most storied franchises in the world. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, left that world a couple of years ago to really focus full time on Web on Web three and bring a lot of the knowledge from my my gaming background, both on the business side and also from a game development side. Um, to, to, to blockchain gaming because I think it's a massive uh, component of where gaming is going to go. I think we're in the early days of it. And um, I, I started a company called Boardbox, which is going to help people discover the best blockchain games and really like games in general. That's the point is that the future of games are going to allow people to own their stuff. Right now, people spend a lot of money and time and creativity on their games and that upside all really goes to the game developers. Um, the game developers are talented. They deserve to be paid for what they do. Um, but players should play a role as well. So Boardbox is very much helping connect quality players who want to own their digital assets with the best game makers in the world. Uh, and Sammy and team uh, is among that group. So that's that's why I wanted to have this conver conversation. So Sammy, that's me. How about you? Oh, uh, what about me? So I'm from the, the gaming. So I started in the gaming industry in 2011. So before that, I spent seven years on the audiovisual sector. And um, I used to work on production of movie and production of gaming. So this is a kind of stuff that I really love, like how, you know, manage a project, how build a storyline, how build the whole universe. Um, we start uh, to to produce video game 
in 2015 and then you know we we, we become uh, uh, owner of many studio in in japan in brazil in england in hungary in france and we start to release video game for nintendo sony xbox team android so we release more than 55 video game in uh, in less than six years and uh, we still we still doing that in in 2020 i start like this experience this amazing experience of uh, cross the ages uh, we start like with uh, we was two on the beginning uh, uh, i start with a with a writer called arnaud dolen and uh, he start like to to create like a, a whole universe so we're working together about how we can create the world with a character so the idea was to create the 360 experience based on a book. So seven book. Every year you have like a release of a new book. The first book is finished. Now you have like the second book. Uh, it's uh, translated in English. So you have in French, in English, in Spanish, Japanese, Chinese, and soon in Russian and in Polish. And like more we have people coming uh, and joining, you know, the project, more we're going to translate it uh, with a new language. And this is like a very amazing experience where we are like uh, 180 people but I, I will explain you more after but yes this is about me like uh, an entrepreneur like loving you know the the gaming card gaming all this kind of stuff like uh, a super geek and uh, yeah I, I really love what I'm doing and I'm super happy to be here tonight yeah thanks Sammy and and by the way for anybody who is not as familiar with this idea of localization it's um it's taking a game that is in a native language and then basically translating it to other other regions. And a lot of games don't do this, right? They, they make it in either English or in Japanese. Um, one of the companies I used to work for was uh, in Japan and localization took so much work to put, you know, to basically not just translate something, you know, into English or German or something else, but you also have to understand like the tone, the culture. It's, it's a tremendous amount of work. And I think a lot of people don't appreciate it. And, Sammy, the fact that your team is doing it early um, is very much appreciated, and you're probably reaching a lot more people because you're doing doing that. Um, so well done. <laughs> what what was the you. you know obviously you you you've, you've spent a lot of time in traditional gaming. You're still working on tons of projects in that space. Um, was there kind of a moment where you guys decided we want to build a Web three game and get into that space? So, uh, in fact, I think we, we do absolutely the opposite of uh, almost all the projects. We're not building a Web3 project. We're building a, a Web2 scalable to Web3. And this is completely different. Um, I think that, you know, what we have to do is to create the game uh, very easy to handle, very simple, that everyone can be able, you know, to download, play on the smartphone. And then, you know, you can give the possibility for the people to scale on Web3 and being able, you know, to, to be owner of their own assets. So this is going to be like a choice, like all this journey, all like this experience is about like the choice and what and how you want to to to, to spend your, your day. What do you want to do if you want like to, to, to have NFT or not or playing or not? Or... So I think with this way, you know, it's going to be much easier for us to have a, a massive adoption. Yeah, I, I think that's the, the right approach as well. Um so in terms of, you know, our collaboration, um, we, we started talking to each other a few, a few months back. Um, it's been really exciting to this week, you know, reveal our partnership um, for anybody who's not as familiar with, with BoardVox. The general premise is that when we uh, drop our boxes, we collaborate uh, with different game studios. 
Um, we take a lot of time to meet with game studio partners and um, we, we discuss with the teams, we demo games, we do research. And the goal is, you know, we're taking our experience from the games industry and, and trying to uncover games that people should be paying attention to, maybe that they haven't heard of. Um, and so Cross the Ages was one of the five game partners that, you know, that we, that we work with. And um, the cool thing is, is that, you know, we were able to put something together that was a little bit different. Um, we're not just taking game items that are kind of standard um, in a particular game. Um, we try to collaborate. We try to create something new. So, you know, in our case, uh, Sammy and team and the board box team, we worked together to do something just in that vein, which was the board chest. Um, there's all sorts of sort of assets in Cross the Ages, um, but we wanted to do something a little bit extra special. And so we created a, an exclusive item for board box, which is the board chest. It does come with cards, which of course you will, you know, be able to access um, uh, similar to other standard cards in, in Cross the Ages, but it's just a little bit of an extra layer. Um, there's, there's something about having a special package, about having, um, you know, a game item that is rare that other people don't have. I know in my own case, like, a lot of what I spend my money on in games is just, it's aesthetics, it's things that are cool, it's something to show that, like, I'm, I'm a core player of this game and I want you to know, I want to show off about it. So um, I was even joking with Sammy that the, um, the, the actual board chest that they created for us um, I bought a 3D printer last night because I want to take the, the 3D files and print an, a physical box just to put it on my shelf and be proud of, of what, you know, what we created together. So, um, so thanks, Sammy, for, for creating something beautiful. Um, would love to hear from you, you know, about uh, the item itself and, uh, you know, how it, how it can be used in the game. Yes. So um, what we want to do is to is trying, you know, to create something um, different, you know, with the limited supply. So for the, the Borest, you know, the, the bright chest, um, you have only 1,000 copy, like it's all numerated copy. And so you, you, you can't have more than that. So this is like something very exclusive that you, you will never be able, you know, to, to found. After that, um, on this chest, you will have like 10 uh, NFT, so it's not digital. All the cards are already minted and and CTA token. So ten CTA token, it will allow you, you know, to be owner of this uh, uh, NFT, and it will also allow you, you know, to 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 start your journey uh, into into the game. So the idea is to give like some random cards uh, inside, so you don't know all the chests. They all different, so you don't know what kind of chest you will have. And this is like the beauty of uh, of the the the, the chest. And the idea is like to, to, to give, you know, the, the, the way, you know, to all the people, you know, from the community of Barrett to discover the game of Cross the Ages. What we want is, is to create a link, you know, between a project. This is something very specific for the Web3 that we never seen, you know, on the Web2. Uh, but I found that very amazing, you know, to cross some community together and like to make discover, you know, for, for, for each community what is like other project. And this is the first time for us to doing like this kind of partnership uh, we never made like uh, uh, this kind of uh, animation because like it's not only a, a, um, a chest it's also like an animation in game completely different and this is exclusive you know for Barrett. yeah no it's awesome awesome to see it or you know excited to see it in game um the collaboration piece you speak of is, is so true um in the traditional gaming world it's really difficult 
um, for game companies to work together. It takes just sometimes years of negotiation and licensing and a lot of work. So the spirit of what is happening right now with a lot of the Web3 game communi community is really, is really special. Um, Sammy, for those who are newer to Cross the Ages, can you talk a little bit about the different types of cards, the card packs, and sort of how players might kind of be thinking about, you know, what types of cards they need to effectively play the game? Um, and then maybe specifically, like, the cards that come inside the board chest, what people can expect? Sure. Um, so to start to play the game, you will need 20, 20 cards. It can be digital. It can be NFT. Um the advantage, you know, of uh, the card on the board chest, they're all NFT uh, already, so all the cards are already minted. And from that, you know, you're going to be able, you know, to build your deck. So you will have, like, the half uh, of the card to build your deck. You can you can f take, you know, some pack, you know, uh, into the shop to have, like, some other card and, like, to create it, your, 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 your deck. And uh, as I explained, you know, for the card, you know, on the, on the board chest, you will have, like... Uh, a way, you know, to get any kind, you know, of card. So you will have like a different scarcity coming in, coming rare, but you will have like also possibility, you know, to get some ultra rare or some mini card. Like this is the most rarest card, you know, on the Uncross the Ages. Um, and yeah, with those cards, you know, you can you can start like to collect them, but you can also, you know, uh, uh, start like to, to build your, your own deck. Um, our idea was to create something, you know, for for the community, you know, to to being able to to to, to have some card and to start the collection. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Um, and by the way, there are people who are requesting, so um, we're going to open it up for conversation um, a little bit in a little bit. Just um, you know, keep keep building up those questions um, and raise your hands, and we'll, we'll let people up. But um, just uh, please be patient, and we'll we'll do that. Um, so, Sammy, I know you know you you talked a lot about getting into Magic: The Gathering really early. Um, and, and just really like heavily understanding the, the TCG, CCG space. Um, can we get a little nerdy with, uh, you know, talking about, about kind of some of the mechanics of, of, of your game and, and, uh, maybe help educate people as well a little bit about the space. Um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious, like just from your experience with say magic, you know, what, what maybe, obviously you spent a lot of time playing it. What, what didn't work as well and what, you know, in terms of like improving and, and, you know, changing how TCGs work, like what did you kind of change? What did you fix? How did you, how did you make, you know, Cross the Ages a game that was a little bit maybe more fun to play than say a Magic the Gathering or other TCGs you've played before? Yeah, so this is a good question. Uh, Cross the Ages is a, a new kind of gameplay, uh, completely, you know, uh, very specific, you know, to, to, to this game. Uh, we sp I spent like a, maybe 28 years of my life to playing all this TCG, not only Magic. Uh, uh, I play like some strange game like Guardians, Arcadia, but I, I play to, to Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Final Fantasy, and so many games, Runeterra, uh, uh, Gwent. And then, you know, uh, since, you know, when you start to play too, too many games, you, you understand, like, that created a new kind of card gaming. It, it's not easy, very complicated. Uh, there are many games, you know, appear and, like, uh, it becomes something like a copy of Earthstone. And our goal is very simple. What we want is don't create a new copy of a game, but being able to create a new kind of game. And this is a very high risk, you know, it's... When you start and when you want to go to this way, 
you can be sure that it's not going to be easy and you will have like uh, many things, you know, to fix step by step. So our goal was to create something like some experience to be sure that you will give a new kind of experience for the player. And honestly, I'm super proud of one thing. We start the open beta two weeks before the, the early access. And uh, today, you know, uh, we already have record more than half million match on the game of Cross the Ages. Half million match. It's completely incredible, you know, for a game uh, when you see the situation of the market. And what we've seen is we have like a very a large amount of people with an average of game. It's completely insane uh, of the average of the game. So people have like a retention and they, they really uh, still playing, having fun. And what I love is like they, they, they're giving give us the chance our community is a pretty solid community they give us like a feedback good bad feedback and they help us you know to improve we are now in the early access um the the, the ga you know the general access will be like in a more or less in, in one month and uh, still since this date you know we're gonna we're gonna improve you know the we're gonna improve you know the the the, the experience of the the, the gaming so Step one, you know, was like to start the early access and to be able, you know, to bridge our package, you know, from OpenSea to bring them, you know, to uh, to Stardust and to IMX to be able, you know, to to take this NFT. And then now, you know, we have like a, every week we have a new patch and like we we scaling the game, you know, to fix the bug week after week, day after day, exactly. And like every week, you know, we we have like a certain amount of patch that we're putting, you know, on the game. And uh, yeah, I think this is. How, what the web tree is is, is bring is bring us is something completely different where we have like a access you know to the people we have like the the feedback and like we are able you know to to improve it super quickly and be agile for that um, and to conclude about this question about like magic and all the game um, as you know a, a gamer uh, the idea was simple what we want is to be sure that people can enjoy and have fun in less than 10 minutes. So it's why, you know, the game, the maximum of time of you have, it's 10 minutes. It's usually now around like a seven to eight minutes, you know, the, the time to, to play a match. And this is okay, you know, if you want to play to Magic Gathering, like the match can spend like 45 minutes and you have to take a seat, take some space and like start like to, you, you, you know that you need more than half an hour, you know, to do a match. You can't like do it like that. Where, you know, on Cross the Ages, you can, you know, have fun, like have your match playing. It's like a mix of a, a, a chess go strategy. And like it, it gives you the way, you know, to think about like, okay, and that. And when you sleep, you still think about like the game. Say, oh, but if I made that before, it will be better for me. So yeah, very, very, very uh, addictive game and uh, very nice to, to play. Yeah, no, I um, I appreciate the, the, the speed of the game. Um, I've played plenty of Hearthstone matches that have gone 40 plus minutes and you know it's it's sometimes annoying like you, you don't you don't have time necessarily to to go through it and you lose your your rank if you you know if you quit so um i think you picked a good speed um in terms of the development and being very open about it um i like that you're doing that uh, i think the, the biggest mistake i made when i designed my first game was thinking that i could design the whole thing in my brain and then it would be done and then i can present the game and everybody would love it Right. So, so like, you know, somebody is newer to game design when they don't test it with people <laughs> and a lot of people and, and run test and test and iterate and, you know, improve. And you guys are definitely doing that. I've downloaded your, 
you know, your clients already several times, your game several times because of the new versions you guys keep putting out, um, which is great. And um, one of the one of the games that I personally tried to like spend a lot of time building um, was a physical game. I, I took a deck of cards and I just I always like to start with a deck of cards, like a physical deck and just try to build a game from that. And that can become a, a physical game that can become a you know digital game. But I was I always thought about a grid system, like how can you build a fun game, maybe a two a two player battle battle game that uses the location of the card itself in addition to the powers of the card. And I never cracked it. I never could, like I had so many different features I liked, but I never could crack the game of how I would want to build it. And Cross the Ages is the close, is like honestly the game that I, I wish that I, <laughs> I had built. It, it, it uses that grid system in such a smart way. Um, can, you, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think it's super unique, you know, as we discuss other games um, on the market, I don't think a lot of other card games use the location of the card itself and, and you guys do, and it's, it's a really smart part of the strategy. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm just kind of nerding out myself, but I would love to like hear a little bit about how you guys kind of came up with that and, and how that works, uh, especially for people maybe who are newer to cross the ages. Sure. So um, that two things, two points very interesting about what you, you are saying. The first uh, is about like uh, how, you know, we, we, we made and we created economy uh, around the game. Uh, first of all, you know, we, 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 our goal is very simple. Uh, for 2023, we're going to give like for the esports part more than $1 million, you know, for the player and doing like a very uh, a very high number of tournaments, a daily tournament, weekly tournament to push the people, you know, and the good player, you know, to, to being able to have a reward. Um, also, more you will have tournaments, more you will have people that they will need, you know, to get some card to, 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 to play. You have a limited supply and the idea is very simple, uh, is since, you know, the card, like, it's going to be sold out, uh, you can only, you know, rent the card for the other player. The thing is, this game is working with a, a deflation, deflation system. So you have a, a normal card and you have the alternate card. It's like a, a Pokemon when you have an evolution of the, the, the Pokemon. Uh, this is the same mechanism across the ages. The card, all of them have like an evolution. So you will need a number, a certain amount of number of cards to merge them together and to get the alternate one. However, you have like a, a four type of cards. So it's like a, a rank. So C, B, A, S. And you have a, a certain a percentage you know, to, to get those cards. I explain that because like when people will start to merge the card, like common card, and they have like a, a C rank, they will start like and trying to do it again to have like a B rank. And more the rank will be uh, higher, uh, more you, you, you will have like a powerful card and you will have like some effect, you know, on, on, on the game. The idea is to create a deflationary system where you will have less and less cards and more and more player. Uh, this is the first step about like how you know we 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 trying you know to create something uh, with our card and something working on a long time period. The second thing is about like uh, how we 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 merge the physical and the digital. As I'm a big lover of collectible. Um, we we're gonna announce soon that we, we're doing a partnership with uh, the biggest company on the world called Cartamondi. Uh, this company is uh, the company printing the card Magic, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, this is the best quality card I haven't seen in my life, and we're doing a partnership with them to to print the card across the ages. Um, usually, you know, you have to wait something that eighteen months to have like a, a contract with them because like they fully, 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 fully uh, booked uh, the last game made by. 
Cartamonti is uh, uh, flesh and blood. Um, and like they only, you know, bet on uh, success gaming. Otherwise, you know, they, they, they don't move. They do nothing. It's not a question of the money. It's a question about the time and how, you know, they're going to deploy that. So the thing very interesting is um, they're going to print the card. And when you, you complete your collection of 145 cards, you can get all your NFT and you can transform that as NFC. So it's like physical card with a QR code behind. And then, you know, uh, all the cards will be linked, you know, to the card that you have on the blockchain. Um, we will have like more and more uh, on the time we explain, you know, the features and how, you know, these cards uh, uh you can use them not only for for the collection and uh, i think i found that very funny you know to to have something where you can have to make the choice and have this possibility you know to get them as physical as a collector of physical card or to keep them you know as digital so you can still play with your card even if you have them on physical but you're not going to be able to rent them and you're not going to be able to sell them anymore yeah i I love that you're working with Cardamundi. I uh, I collect playing cards myself, like decks of beautiful playing cards. I have several of their cards. Uh, I know the quality. It's one of the best companies in the world. I'm glad you are working with them. And their endorsement is is a really good sign as well. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that you guys are doing physical cards as collectible items um, that are, you know, basically going to be equal to your digital cards is smart. I remember growing up watching people play Magic the Gathering and they had the cards that they played with and they had the cards that were in their, you know, in their plastic folders um, that they basically just showed off to their friends, but they never actually used in the game uh, because they didn't want to they didn't want to damage them. So this this definitely solves for that problem. You can you can have your your cards protected forever and still play with them because the game itself is happen, happening digitally. Um, and, and, and so, Sammy, I sorry if I if I misspoke earlier, I was um, I was kind of just commenting <laughs> on the game like the actual like the grid the the field of play and how you you know how you lay out the cards was was just a really is a really interesting feature for across the ages um i don't, I don't know you know if you if you're able to share anything more on that or just kind of like what inspired that um but i when, when i first learned about across the ages and looked at it almost like it's a chessboard you know with with kind of squares and placement that was one of the most appealing uh, things about the game that, that for me at least so i was curious to hear more about that if you're able to share yeah sure what, what do you want to know tell me just just like basically how it works so like for anybody for anybody who's familiar with tcgs um you know the card placement is usually pretty basic it's like people put you know a row of cards in front of them the others do the same um that's that's kind of the standard so um curious if you, if you're able to provide just like a little bit of an overview of how the grid system works like you know how how cards kind of interact with each other in terms of the the placement of the card versus you know uh, their opponents yeah sure so you have a you you have to build your your deck with 20 cards uh, it's a turn by turn uh, game where you have to put your card on on the field so you have a four by four or so 16 position you know for, for the card and then you're going to put your your first card you have seven different elements and each card will have a, um, a affinity you know with other card but you, they will have also a weakness or like a power on top of some card 
the idea is in five minutes to create a strategy um, and putting you know your cards step by step to get a maximum of field on the game. Uh, if you have like more than eight or nine cards, you win the match. Otherwise, if it's eight eight, it's like by the time. Uh, and then you know more you you play, more you understand. It's like easy you know to 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 play but super hard to master we have some people already made like four 500 game and they can explain you and tell you that how it's specific we we have like a, a lot of uh sa like it's this is special attack it's allowed you know the game to the player to create it like a, a special attack on the game and it's changing you know the game uh, a thing very interesting is um you can loot three card you know uh during all your, your match and you have only 10 cards in your hand so end of the match you can see only 13 cards on your full deck so there are like 66% of cards 66% of the cards that you can see but not the other and if for example we play together and we're doing like 20 match uh, even with the same card we never have exactly the same uh, uh, match and like you can play again 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 and I've seen like so many people playing you know for maybe like two or three weeks and if you told them is it the same thing they say no it's completely different it's always like a, a new kind of uh, match we we're gonna put uh, soon uh, a new stuff coming uh, called equipment and uh, a new essay and this uh, will allow us you know to go deeper and deeper every time um, we do it step by step because like what we want is to be sure that uh, everyone like being able uh, are able you know, to understand what what uh, we're doing and uh, and yeah, this this is this is a pretty nice way to to play, and this is different because it's not a, a like magic or you, you go when you you play against another opponent and you have to to kill you know the the, the guy uh, in front. So with an attack, and this is very strategic, um, very deep, uh, and. and as I, I, I love to say to, to everyone, you know, we, we have like some video, you know, on YouTube where we, we're showing like a tournament, we're we playing, we, you know, with partners uh, and this will help you, you know, to discover the game. Um, this is pretty, pretty fun and pretty nice about like uh, how, you know, people discover the game. And uh, yeah, I think like uh, the game has like a, a very great potential. Uh, we still have, you know, to, to, to improve um, and many many things you know to go to go to go deeper this is exactly you know how this game survive and how they evolve you know it's like always going deeper 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 on the ue ux uh, doing the thing more simple uh and uh yeah this is uh this is what i can share with you and about the game yeah no no uh, i love it i mean i i think a lot about just design mechanics and um you know the analogy with chess for example is that um, you know, a pawn can kill a queen, right? Like a queen is more powerful, but if the pawn is in the right spot in the right location, that can happen. And so what you've built is also leaning on the fact that, um, you know, even if your cards are weaker, if you strategically put them in the right place, you, you can still defeat your opponent. So that's, that's what's really appealing to, to how you've built the game. And I'm excited to see kind of through testing how you guys continue to evolve that. Um, so maybe we should talk a little bit about how people can get um, they're across the ages assets and, uh, we can start of course with the, the board, the board box, uh, chest. So, um, very simply, um, we, we've got a thousand board chests that are going to be packed with the, uh, the B64, which is our second release of the board box. Um, the board chest will be one of the five game items that you can claim. Uh, we're going to share next week, exact timing. It shouldn't be long. Uh, people will be able to take their B64, uh, go to boardbox.io 
and claim all their items and it'll be airdropped to them. And there's no rush. You can do that basically when you're ready. Um, we, we try to make it really easy for people and not create like deadlines. Um, and so the, uh, the uh, assets uh, for Cross the Ages are on IMX. Uh, Sammy mentioned that, that earlier. Um, so if you don't have an IMX wallet set up, definitely do that. Uh, it's pretty easy. Um, if you're familiar with, you know, with using things like MetaMask and the Ethereum network, um, you can go to the IMX marketplace and link your current ETH address with an IMX wallet. Shouldn't take you more than a minute. And then basically you'll see all your IMX assets um, via that, that chain. Um, it is not yet shown on certain, not, on certain marketplaces like, say, OpenSea, but Rarible and many others are starting to show IMX assets and, and that's going to uh, expand. So, um, so from, a, from a board chess standpoint, uh, boardbox.io is going to be where you can claim your assets. Um, but Sammy, in terms of other uh, cross the ages uh, card packs and, and assets, can you talk a little bit about how people can get those? So yes, um, the thing very interesting with the uh, with the borrowed uh, chests, it's that this chest is already mint. That means you know you can keep it all your life and never open it. You know and see like the price raising. So this is gonna be the choice to open it in the game or not. Uh, and this is the thing that I, I really love because like you can keep it sealed. You know, and and this is something very exciting about this product because uh, it's a. Uh, a limited product um, about the game himself you, you're gonna be able you know when you go in inside the game to be able you know to to get some cards some extra cards some boosters some chests and to create the deck you know with a, your card the card that you get and the, the, the other card that you can get you know to, to start your journey and start to play to, to the game so very easy to, to handle very 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 uh, very easy you know the step is, is, is super easy to do and I think like it's it's pretty nice, you know, and um, that's complicated to to handle. Awesome, yeah, I agree. It is pretty easy. Uh, and and for anybody who is new, you know, basically, um, just yeah, just know that IMX is going to be the the platform for the chain of choice for for across the ages. Um, so maybe let's talk a little bit about roadmap, and then we can open it up for uh, audience questions. So um, I can start on my end, and then maybe Sammy, you can talk about. Um, the roadmap for um, for Cross the Ages. But on the board box side, we've been building for a very long time um, to create a boutique, not a marketplace, right? So there's plenty of place, there's plenty of marketplaces, obviously, in the NFT space. There seems like there's a new one every single day. That's not a world that we want to play in. Um, we want to be a boutique. We want to be a place that curates specific games, you know, that we're recommending that we think you should pay attention to. And honestly, that makes it easier to understand a game fully, right? When you, like, no no disrespect to, you know, OpenSea or Magic Eden or anything like that. They're all doing useful things, but they're not necessarily built like a video game store where you can go in, like, understand a game more deeply, talk to people who, you know, can make recommendations. Um, they basically just list NFTs, like assets, like cryptocurrency. And so... With Boardbox, what we're ultimately building is a destination where you can walk into, you know, a friendly shop and get recommendations on games that you should play. Um, and so the biggest part of our roadmap that we shared recently is the, um, the concept of boredom, which is our loyalty program. So this is not a token. It is not a uh, cryptocurrency we're creating. It is a loyalty program where owning a Boardbox 
accumulates loyalty points for you. Anybody who is familiar with like Marriott rewards or airline points or anything like that will, will basically understand the general premise. But the longer you hold board box products, the more points you accrue. And then those points can basically be cashed in via boardbox.io's uh, future store um, for, for game items, right? For game items, for experiences and entrance to tournaments, um, maybe some crazy physical prizes we're going to put up. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're expanding beyond just like these box drops um, and really turning the board boxes themselves into loyalty passes that you can then basically uh, use to, to access more games. Like that's, that's our ultimate goal. So that's our, that's our bigger vision and our roadmap that we're really excited about. I don't want to publicly you know, talk about timelines here. We're working very hard on this already. Um, but we think this is a really powerful differentiator from what other people are doing in the Web3 space. This is not like a simple staking program. It is, it is really a rewards and a loyalty program that gets you access to more games. Um, you know, in some ways, and my, my co-founder doesn't always uh, agree with my positioning, but if you think about like the, um, the uh, Xbox Game Pass, the whole thing is you get access to more games, right? And they try to bring you more quality games every single week, every single month. That's, that's what we're trying to build over time. Um, and so the beginning of that is what you're seeing today and partnering with really talented game studios is, is, is a part of that vision. So uh, a little bit of a share from me in terms of what we're building and what we're going towards. Um, but Sammy, you know, in terms of the roadmap for Cross the Ages, would love to hear what you're thinking about, you know, for the next three, six months, whatever, you know, amount of time you're willing to talk about. Um, and one thing in particular I'd be curious about is you, you guys recently talked about mobile, mobile access and playing the game on mobile. So yeah, any, anything you can share with everyone about, uh, yeah, the future across the ages? Yeah, sure. So last Friday, you know, we, we leaked a video, you know, to our community to show them that we're already playing on mobile phone. Um, the mobile version is uh, is ready. However, you know, we, we, we take the time to, to fix uh, all kind of bug because uh, when you, you start your journey, you know, on gaming, uh, especially, you know, on the web tree, you have a, a new kind of stuff and new kind of way, you know, to, to develop, you know, the game. Uh, you have also, you know, the, the, the question about the client, you know, and the server to be sure that uh, uh, when people, you know, will be like in different space, you know, this going to be connect and reconnect uh, uh, easily. Uh, and also, you know, using, you know, Macintosh, using like a PC, using like a different kind of phone, you have to scale like... Uh, uh, the game and to be sure that this is gonna work, um, we, we we expect you know to, to release uh, the mobile version you know on the uh, uh, end you know on, of uh, November. Uh, we don't give exactly you know the, the date because I I don't like you know to, to 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 give something to the people and then you know to change uh, to change you know uh, the plan. This is not uh, what we want to do. The experience that we want to give to the people is when we are able you know to to give a, a date, you know, we, we, we fix on it. However, what I learned, you know, since, you know, I work on the web tree, it's never uh, as you want, you know, it's uh, mostly, you know, a uh, thing that you have to be sure that you and the partner, everything will fit and everything will work. Uh, we already have like a different case where, you know, we, we have some delay. Uh, however, the thing very interesting is uh, we still, you know, pushing every week, every day. Uh, we're showing to the community that we are still here. We are uh, we're listening our community and uh, we're trying to go deeper and we, we're trying to do better. And we still continue, you know, to, to improve the, the UE UX uh, where, you know, sometimes, you know, it's not maybe the, the best case. However, you know, uh, 
uh, what we have in our hand today is a uh, it's push us you know to to go deeper on the on the journey and the experience so about the roadmap uh, we have like a, a roadmap until 2025 uh, we know like more or less what we're going to do you know on the on the on the next uh, month so we already have like uh, the next edition called Mantris, uh, going to be released uh, close to, to, to April, May of 2023. It's the next edition. Everything is ready on this next edition. So all the cards are already, you know, draw like since like a long time. Uh, we, we, we're finishing, you know, the extension number three called The Rift. Uh, this extension is for uh, November, October, October 2023, if I'm not wrong. And then now, you know, we, we, we're working on the extension of 2024. And also, you know, we have like a three different game. So we have a MOBA, we have a MMORPG. And the thing very interesting is like we're using exactly the same CTA token. We're using exactly the same NFT to get like an interoperability, you know, between our game. And uh, this is the thing that's uh, very uh, nice because like it's it's a thing that we know we know how to do. We know how to build. It's something uh, pretty okay, you know, to 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 make uh, for us. Like the biggest challenge was to create a, a game from scratch as a. Across the ages, the TCG. It's uh, the most complicated game that we 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 made since you know I'm on the on the video game, because uh, it take like uh, so much time you know to understand and to create the uh, the kind of mechanic. Uh, it's not a game that we 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 created in one, two or six months. We spent like more than eight months just on the DDG, uh, the game design document. And also you know after that you know we we, we start to develop the game and to produce the game. Uh, uh, end of uh, last year, we, we start to have like a, 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 an idea of the game, a playable version uh, in the end of March, beginning of April, but it was super ugly. And then, you know, uh, since, you know, that every month, you know, we, we start like to, to, to improve the graphic. Um, when, when, when people, you know, see the video, you know, on our YouTube and they see the video from April, you know, to today, the difference is completely huge. And what they will have, you know, for the GA and what they will have, like, in a few months will be completely, you know, uh, improve, you know, and, like, still better and better. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. And it's been great to watch the progress. And I'm excited to see it evolve even more over time. Um, but I appreciate how much depth you put into the, the game design documents and also at the same time making it beautiful because most games pick one or the other. Uh, so you're, you're, you're doing both at the same time and very well. Um, we invited a few people up to speak. Um, certainly encourage others in the audience to um, ask questions. Uh, we'll probably go for like 15 minutes or so and then and wrap things up. Um, you know, just a, a friendly reminder. Let's try to keep it focused on blockchain gaming, on Cross the Ages, on Boardbox. Um, and uh, let's, let's go with that. So I think, uh, Graslo, why don't we start with you and then we can go to Gaspode. So Graslo, thanks for coming up. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, and I love the conversation. Love the look of the game. I, I've got to dive into it. You know, I think I've seen your logo around, but like this is the first time I've really checked out the, the website and the videos, and it just looks amazing. Um, I, I guess my question, it, it, it goes to, you know, so like with TCGs, you, you don't really get the like pay to win uh, topic as much because, you know, it's always been tradable, like the physical cards, you know, you could, you could buy and sell and trade. Uh, so that was something that gamers just did from the start. But like we're starting to have this discussion now in the Web3 space uh, because when you give players ownership, obviously that creates a free market for items. And now we're having this big debate about, you know, should it just be cosmetic? Should it be everything? 
And, you know, I've got very strong opinions about it. And I think that pay to win is really a misconception. I think what gamers really hate is just the incentives for developers that are constantly selling you some new thing, you know, to monetize their free games. And it devalues uh, everything that you bought before. So you're, it becomes like a subscription service. And, and I think that's what gamers hate. I don't think that they necessarily hate the idea that you can go buy something that, that makes your character better or improves your play. But I'm just curious if you have any thoughts on that. I completely agree. Completely agree. hundred percent, you know, uh, I hate, I hate this mechanism of play to earn and even more the, the, the pay to win. So uh, the promise that I made, you know, when I started this project is this game would never be a pay to win. This, this is not possible. You know, this is not the way of how you can create something sustainable. What I want is like to give the possibility for the people, you know, to, to play to the game, to have like a free access and then, you know, to enjoy the journey and to spending time to getting some card and like doing champion, you know, cheap and tournament. And, uh, but this is for sure that this will destroy the economy. Imagine that you, you play against someone, you know, it's, it's, he's playing super bad and like, you play against him and like he destroy you because like he got like only midi card on the deck. So we created a limit, you know, on the deck. It's 10k. You have like 20 cards. So you have an average. You can put only like four or five, you know, a very huge card, you know, on your deck. Uh, not more than that. And then, you know, also, you know, as you know, you have to draw some cards. You, you're not sure to have all of them. Uh, so you have to put like some small card. And believe me, you know, when you play well and you're smart, uh, you can definitely, you know, be on the top later with, without like spending, you know, a, a thousand or whatever, you know, you just have, you know, to, to play yourself and like to, to understand and to be wise. And I seen so many cases of people, you know, just with a, with a, with a stand up act, you know, being able, you know, to grab some card and like be on the, on the competition. Uh, we put some rotation card also, you know, on the game. This is completely free. So we're putting like uh, uh, some card that it used to be expensive, just like to, to give a rotation for the people and to allow them, you know, to play with some card and having some fun uh, to be sure that the meta will be never the same. And also, you know, on, on giving these cards, you know, uh, on giving for free this card like every week, uh, people enjoying, you know, some card and like say, oh, this card can be good for my deck or not. And also for the people playing, you know, uh, uh, on the on the competition without like uh, a lot of uh, uh, money you know to to play they they can be able you know to to start and to play to have like a rank and then you know the championship is different you need to own your own cards so those people you know can rent you know if they, they don't have a lot they can rent a card and if they win they can maybe buy buy them you know so yeah uh, uh, I completely agree with what you say before completely yeah same same on my end i mean i always think about the the silly analogy if you have a soccer game or a football game and one team can afford to buy a bigger goal for you know for their opponents they'll do it like it just it destroys the game it's an insane thought it no longer is a game if the rules are not uh, equally distributed and the interesting thing too if you look at like the mobile gaming space a lot of it is kind of pay to win right because if every player is a restricted on how much you know time they can spend in a game to level up, but then a whale can come in and spend a thousand dollars a day and level up their character faster than everybody else, in a way, it is pay to win, um, and that's why a lot of these games that come out, whether you know recently it was Diablo and um, you know Clash of Clans and uh, a bunch of games that were made by uh, Machine Zone. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of like yeah, you can spend a lot of money to be better than everybody else you still have to be skilled, right? You still have to kind of understand, but the pure, the purity of like, you know, relying on strategy 
and skill mostly is what preserves a game for the long run and doesn't make it feel like a, uh, a slot machine. So um, definitely something we watch out for on the board box side. We, you know, like the, the last thing that we want to do is recommend games where it, it, it appears to be free, but actually to be good at it, you know, you have to spend a thousand dollars a year to play it. Um, some people might do that and that's okay. I'm probably going to be one of them, but um, it shouldn't necessarily be a requirement to be good. And I think you've seen games like Fortnite and Rocket League and many others where they've proven that um, you can give players the option of basically leveling up from an aesthetic standpoint and just looking cool in a game without giving them extra powers in the game. And I, and I think that model works really well and it'll translate to Web3. So yeah, thanks thanks for the perspective and the question. Um, Gaspo, thanks for being patient. Uh, would love to hear from you. No, that's all right. Um, I'll just tag on to that a second. I did have to write down my question because I was getting really involved in what you guys were saying. Um, that I, I, I agree, but uh, the thing I like is, um, we were talking with Jinkerin about in a different space, is the idea for pay to progress or quality of life things for people who, like you say, don't have the same amount of time as someone who could grind to level up. Uh, but then again, I think the feeling if you get beaten by them is different. Uh, they've not bought something to beat you. They've just kind of kept up by spending a little bit of money. I, I'm, I'm more in favour of that one. But um, the kind of question, uh, I've got two, but I'll go for my first one. So I'm going to forget them all. Uh, smooth brain going on. Um, to do with the board box boutique, I like the idea of having kind of a curated list of games. Because I know my to play list at the moment is pretty long and you've kind of got to kiss a lot of frogs to find your prints sort of thing. So having someone already done that does sound like good. My only worry is kind of how is the boutique making money off it so that they're not tempted to uh, get people who try and pay them to get their game featured, even if it's terrible? Yeah, that's a fair question. Um, you know, in the NFT space, a lot of people are making money in, in one of two ways. One is, you know, minting NFTs that get you other stuff in the future. The other is royalties. Um, the latter, big question mark, you know, for how long that's going to be sustainable because royalties are seemingly dropping to zero. Um, in terms of, you know, our business model and, and kind of what you what you pointed out, um, we don't really want to become like an advertising platform. So in other words, you know, if somebody comes along, like let's say tomorrow Activision comes along <laughs> and says, um, hey, Boardbox, we want to launch a blockchain game. We, we were just kidding. We don't hate NFTs. We want to do it. Um, we would work with them. I think that if there was some sort of relationship like that, you know, we would disclose it. Um, obviously, you know, there would be financial incentives there. And we're, we're very guarded with making recommendations around games that we truly believe in. So, you know, in that situation, we would have to believe in it as well. But um, we're right now building our, our reputation, right? And so um, we've put the company's reputation on the line. I've put my reputation on the line. So I don't want to jeopardize that by being like a shill for games that, you know, aren't great. And, and board box is not meant to be um, something that helps games that are like struggling and they should, they should use us to get, you know, to get sort of a boost. Um, we, we want to support indie games. We want to, we want to support, um, you know, smaller studios that only have, you know, three people, five people, even one person. Um, but ultimately like we're going through a hundred games before we pick five that we want to work with because, it, it's important that, you know, we're recommending games that we believe in. So, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to go into sort of like the, the, the specifics of kind of how we, how we monetize, but it isn't that different from how, you know, a boutique or a store would work, right? So um, you can kind of read into that <laughs> as you will. But the, the biggest takeaway is, yeah, if, if, we have, if we have people who are, you know, trying to sponsor 
their games eventually on board box will will be very transparent about that. So hopefully that answers your first question. Yeah, no, that was really good. To be honest, uh, I kind of thought that's where you might go, and it was more just uh, the cynic in me thought that that was the first like. <laughs> we do I don't want to make money, so... though. I don't, yeah. We, yeah, we don't want obviously. to do this for charity. So yeah. <laughs> um, and and then the second question is for um, uh, across the ages to do with the the fact that. Um, you were mentioning about kind of how your deck works and things like that. Um, how are you going to make it that there doesn't become like one power deck? Is that going to be keep releasing cards? And how does that kind of fit in for people who already own things, which where their value will change as the meta will change? So the thing very interesting is, um, as you know, the card gaming, you know, if you've seen in Magic and, and, uh, and Pokemon, you know, the first edition will be like the the most rare because more you, you advance you know in the future more you will have player more like it's going to be complicated to get this card uh, you have only like a time of one year you know for all the collection every six months you have a new edition and um, you can still play with your card so we're not going to nerf the card we're not going to say oh this card it, it's too powerful now we, we stop you can't play with it uh, the, the idea is to create the game you know where you know you, you, you can enjoy and just have like a your card playing with your card and having fun with it and then you will have like a new edition coming it's going to be like very nice to see like how we implement and we find like a very nice way to using the new card uh, first you know Arkant season is talking you know about like uh, uh, the fantasy part of the universe of course the ages and then the mantris is completely different it's all the technology so the mix will be completely great and insane and we're gonna uh, show soon to the the community how you know we build that and what was our strategy to do that so it's really sustainable uh, and i think that you know step by step you know uh, we're gonna be able you know to 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 show more to the community um but uh, yeah uh, it, it's gonna work uh, and it will work you know for 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 the long time uh, we hope because the model is based on that yeah, makes makes sense. Uh, great question. Good, great questions, Gaspo. Thank you for that so much. So um, thanks, everybody, for, for tuning in for the questions. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up here. And uh, I can I can uh, share, share some final thoughts. And then, Sammy, why don't you close things out? Um, on the board box side, we recently re released our second box, the B64. It is uh, a loving tribute to a different console that came out in the 90s. Uh, you can see that in the design and the aesthetic. Um, of, of it, uh, would love to welcome new new players into our community. Our uh, our Discord is private for people who own a board box, so it's friendly. Uh, it's not noisy, and most importantly, it's not full of people who are interested in floor prices and trading. It's interested. It, it's focused on people who want to play games and talk about uh, you know th their favorite games and people that they want to play with. So um, we are actively minting B sixty fours. Uh, we are uh, going to be releasing next week some information on how you can claim all the items. And of course, again, one of those items is the very special board box chest uh, that Sammy's team created for us. So that is uh, final thoughts on, on our side. Uh, Sammy, uh, any any last thoughts or places you want to direct people to who are listening in? I just want to say thank you very much for everyone to be here and to joining to this EMA. Thanks a lot. Awesome. All right. Great conversation, Sammy. Thanks again for everybody on stage who asked questions. And thank you so much to everybody who tuned in. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye, everybody.
Thanks for listening to this board box extra. Please note that none of what was discussed in this episode today should be taken as financial or investment advice. We are excited to share this content and encourage everyone to do their own research. Looking to go deeper, get more access? Join us at boardbox.io and grab a boardbox NFT to join our private community of gamers.